0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station.
1: Do you want the breaking news sound effect for that? the breaking news oh the breaking news i
2: wanted the sound effect yesterday mm-hmm. for the larsa pippen uh is it marcus jordan yes marcus jordan news that they're no longer a couple they are no longer after a year an item a year no uh no uh valentine's day celebration Ooh, them. do you think that's why they called it off to get out of uh, I don't, I don't. swapping gifts No, i doubt that's the case i doubt that's the case it's a shrewd move uh, how are you handling uh, no football in your life right now, or do you have ample football in your life? Because the Chicago Bears have now become the focal point of all things NFL heading into the combine at the end of the month. I hope you guys enjoy it because I still don't have a room because I don't know how to log onto the computer to actually reserve one. bed. So I try that next. I, I try it a little prove, bit longer so tomorrow. We can share a if yeah. we need to. I, I, yeah, as I, you- I don't think it was because of my inability to to function properly. <laughs> Like I kept getting a stop sign. I kept, kept getting a technology stop sign. Brendan was up there saying it wasn't anything that I was doing wrong. In fact, I wasn't doing anything because I just gave my phone to him. You were just you were just
1: being. <laughs> that, you were literally just there to be a pretty face because he
3: needed your face that, ID every yes, once in a while. That, that was right.
1: my favorite moment. Is when. Look into your phone. Someone Look asked, into your phone. I think Danny or someone asked you what your password was to log into the corporate email, and you said, I don't know. And he said, Well, how do you get in? And you said, I just I just use my face Yeah. with the face ID yeah. from your Apple phone.
2: Woo-hoo! I bet you if I logged in at one of these breaks, I'm going to log in to, on, online mm-hmm. to my uh, Concur or your corporate email. No, my extension email. email, my good uh, email, email yeah. We'll see if it works. Okay. I don't like. I forgot my password. How many long emails time do you ago. think you have in there? Well, I can get to or it. No, oh, because you read them all yes. with your face. Yeah, yeah, I get them. I use with my face. face. <laughs> like, I've got my face technique down. I mean, but yeah, is how the- many passwords do you... I mean, I know you're not supposed... What do you do? How do you remember all your passwords? So... The way I go about I'm it. I'm not going to break into no. your house yeah, if you yeah. tell no, me no, they're no. on a sheet of paper I underneath have, your
1: your calendar on your desk in your office. I have a p- particular word that I use with special characters. Oh, there's no doubt it's porn. That I use, yes. And I use the special characters. What do you think? Miller's special letters? word
2: is Tyler. Come on, let's predi- let's predict.
1: Do you say dong? Dong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Wagon's in today. Do you got a special word guess for Meller, you think, for his password? I think dong is pretty good. I thought it, I, think it, I think that's perfect. Here's you know the, the problem. Sweating. He's got to go change his <laughs>
3: word. Now. It's a good om- uh, uh,
2: well, onomatopoeia. Listen, you
1: know I'm safe. Well, but there's got to be a six
2: I'm and a nine in Of course. It right? Obviously, you need it's a number. It's probably 69 nice. Exclamation point.
1: You want to get clever, you go six dong nine. Right, right? You get this the dong right in between the 69. How about that? That's a good password. And don't forget you're going to have to use an exclamation point to have your ex- your special character in there. Instead of the i you get a yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So
2: where is all where do you keep all your passwords? You can't remember them all.
1: No, I I do. I remember my passwords. No yes. way
2: that you can remember every password. Because you're not supposed to have the same password for everything. So here's
1: what I do. I have a word that I use. I have a number combination in conjunction with said word. Yes. And then whatever platform I'm on I will usually use the name of that platform at the back end.
2: Well, you shouldn't have said that.
1: You're right. I probably that, should not. Let's, that you know was what? like, you know, that probably. I'm going to dump that. That's wise. a good point. I've, I've really opened myself up. Yeah. I'm completely dumping that. Yeah, that's a good call by you. You're a savvy vet. Just yeah, lulling I, I, me I'm into not a false sense of security. I'm not here.
2: telling you where they're at. I got but them That's how I down. do it.
1: That's how I do it. I
2: have to have them written. down. Of course down. you do. That's Don't fine. you? Do you have them written down?
1: Me? Yeah. Um, mm- kind of.
2: We need kind of.
1: Do you have them on your notes not like, pad on your phone? Because that
2: can be well. That's what I was going to say. If you had all your passwords in the notes section of your phone, yeah, that's it's- just dumb. Yes, of course.
3: I used to have all my passwords on a big Excel spreadsheet that I had since deleted.
2: And where was it? Put up on like your the the, the, the bulletin board behind you? It was
3: worse. It was on Google Drive.
1: Yeah. Did you
3: wagon, <laughs> did, own, yeah.
1: did you share that uh, Google Drive with any of your friends by the way? No, but I was like, man, if anybody got a
3: hold of this, yes. they could ruin my life. Good call.
1: I don't have like my passwords typed out, but I have it like
2: I have it so I know
1: what it is based okay. off of the little code that I've put down. All right. All right, so if anyone wants to chime in and let us know how they were Remember, their passwords in this day and age. I didn't mean to you know, derail the show from no, the sorry, very man. beginning. I was just wondering. I, I'm glad we got there because I did want to share the fact that you get into your corporate email by your face. Uh, not, I can't do that on my computer because it doesn't acknowledge that on my phone. Yeah, though.
2: only on your phone. Yeah. It's the only way you can check I your corporate I know email. My, I think I know my, my email, but I'm not 100% sure my, my password. Mm-hmm. Well, but we'll see if uh, so far so good. We'll see
1: if the Waddle and Sylvie show actually gets or at least, at least half of the Carolina's Waddle and Sylvie South Carolina is upset
2: with Caleb Williams for holding
1: the ball too long, I think. OK, let's, let's, let's kick it off that let's way. Matt. us dive Mar- in, Matt. Matt, in I mean, South Carolina, you're, South South Carolina, on, ESPN you're on ESPN 1000.
3: Uh, hold on. Let me take it off a of speaker. Much appreciated. Thank you, that, Matt. Matt. Look at you. you yes. You've um, been doing some tape work, Matt? No, I just uh, I just know that you don't like it on speaker and no, no, I don't no, no, want no, to
1: Caleb, Caleb Williams holding Holdings the ball. The been, too long. I, have you been doing some tape work? Yeah. You tape well, work man, no, watching I, some I mean,
3: film. I haven't been watching film. Mm-hmm. I've just been reading the statistics that he holds the ball for 3.44 seconds.
2: And that's got you concerned.
3: Yes, it does have me concerned because yeah. the same problem we have with uh Justin Fields. Okay
2: you think valid concern yeah i mean you think uh well you would that keep you from being interested in caleb williams
3: it doesn't necessarily destroy it for me it just uh raises an alarm yeah i, you I know, would this rather is what... have drake may okay that's fair
2: uh in the bordering uh, north carolina versus south carolina by the way south carolina I love it's my favorite place on earth man. yes
1: you've spent many uh, uh, many, many many days a free there. time in yeah, oh
2: yeah um I will say this, whether it's 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 Josh Allen, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Justin Fields, it's Jalen Hurts, the quarterbacks who have the ability to move and buy time with their feet are always going to have a longer get off time mm-hmm. if you know what i'm saying
3: but yeah. justin does the same thing i he mean does. he dances in the pocket and that adds to his time yes
2: and the point i was going to make matt is is that just based on the nature of how they play the game quarterbacks like that there are there is going to be those guys are going to have a longer hold on to the ball time but i think the point matt that you're making is is and, and it's true like sometimes You'll have a guy who holds the ball for an extended period of time, but he doesn't take a lot of sacks. Yes. Well, the other thing, too, about college is a lot of those guys hold the ball yeah. a long time. Like That's just the nature of the game because a lot of what college football is is home run hitting, yeah. especially at the yeah. elite programs. It's a lot. a lot of long developing routes. And so a lot of what you're going
3: to hold the ball. And a lot of broken
2: coverages yes. as well. Then. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like, you know, go back to Ohio State where Justin came from. I guarantee you he probably had the longest, what is the stat officially, hang on to the ball, time time to throw. Time to throw because he had a a fantastic line in front of him and he had three all-world wide receivers out there. And at some point, that post-dig combo is going to open up. If you have the good protection, you can stand back there and hold it waiting for the post to open up and then deliver a strike in the manner in which he did quite a bit. So, look, it's not... I think the point I'm making is, is, is you've got to evaluate it in context because mobile quarterbacks are always going to have a longer delivery time because they can buy time. They can, they can create space and scramble to throw. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when, when you look inside the number and you find out that there's somebody that's available for the ball to be delivered and this isn't about scrambling this is just about standing back there and not letting the ball go that's how why you have to differentiate between the two I, I say would that? say that Justin's time to throw in college was
3: probably long but so was C.J. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't use time to throw in college as a metric of anything. I,
2: I'm with really. you. Really, I would. Well, I think it's. I think it's. 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 It's a concern. It's, it's not as indicative as yeah. what an NFL time to throw would well, be. Well, the point I was going to make is is that Ohio State. You're absolutely right, and I think Ryan Day would tell you, you know, this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to ask our guy to hold the ball longer than most, probably because our offensive line can can usually keep the rush away from the quarterback, and we've got elite speed on the edge, and it takes a little bit longer sometimes for that play to develop. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm actually talking about the quarterbacks in the NFL, those that hold the ball longer than others. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it's a misleading stat yeah. in some ways. In some ways. Yes. If there is an, a, an elevated sack rate attached to it, now, now the alarm bell goes off. Yeah. But if you have a longer, what is it called again? Time to time throw. Time to throw stat attached to you, but you don't have an exaggerated sack stat, then you realize that some of that is just the nature and how the, yeah. the quarterback's playing the game.
1: And a, a physically gifted quarterback Correct. can create more time. Tom Brady, who played strictly from the pocket, mm. the ball's out in two and a half seconds. Yes, he played within his limitations, but he excelled at it. Correct. But he never really had the capability of being somebody who could get outside the pocket with a, on a consistent basis,
2: right? So that's why I, I think it's dangerous just to to regurgitate stats. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not coming at you, Matt. I'm just saying I think it's difficult to just lump everyone into the same kind of
1: conversation without adding the nuance that is necessary in the evaluation process. And I, uh, you know, this is where I think sometimes maybe some Bears fans who are concerned, or maybe if you're a, a huge Justin Fields supporter. You look at Caleb Williams, and you're picking a lot of nits with what he is as a prospect. He's not is that perfect. nitpicking? You're picking yes, nits. Yes, yes. I've
2: never heard that. That's good. Oh,
1: that's uh, that's a Bill Simmons staple from uh, the, okay. re- the rewatchables like uh, uh, podcast. So I would not, think at advanced of fifty-seven, I
2: would have heard that before, but I really hadn't. Well,
1: now you have. Okay. So, um, but yeah, if you want to, you know, be a nitpicker about it, yeah, Caleb Williams is not a perfect prospect by any means, but. If you listen to the people who do this year after year at a very high level, you want to talk about Daniel Jeremiah, you know uh, Mel Kuyper. You want to talk about McShay, McShay, Brugler, all of them. Yeah, a lot of you know they are all talking about how Caleb Williams is amongst the best quarterback prospects to ever come into the league. This is what I would ask you to do as well. So look at the entire
2: body of work. Can you play fast? Yes. Because that was something that, like, Justin wasn't asked to play fast at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. If you put on the film of Caleb Williams and at times you see him playing fast, then you, you know,
1: you checkmark that. Yes, And you say he's capable of it.
2: Right. If other times, based on the situation, he's big play hunting and not taking the check down. And then you sit down with him at the combine or somewhere else and you put the film in and say, what was your thought process here? Why wouldn't you take the check down? Well, I was—I needed a big play. We were trailing. Our, de- our defense Our was, defense, I knew we could. up five
1: straight touchdown Correct.
2: drives. Yes. Can that guy, can he be coached to play the game in a more efficient, quick manner? Can you coach him to actually read the field short to long versus long to short? Because mm-hmm. you could read the field long to short in the collegiate environment... Because of the reasons we talked about. But when you get to the NFL level, you can't sit back there and wait for the deep routes to to the develop yeah. at, all, at all times. Especially if you've got somebody open in the flat or you've got a tight end on a stick route. So, again, I think there's nuance attached to it. Is him holding on to the ball, him just not reading things well, processing things quickly... Or is it because he's big play hunting? I'm not making excuses. What I'm saying is is when you watch the film, which mm-hmm. I haven't watched a ton of film on him, you have to come to the conclusion as to, okay, it's 3.45 seconds he holds the ball. Why? Is he not processing things? Mm-hmm. Is he seeing things wide open and not taking it? And is there a reason for that? And then do I see moments where he does play fast? So I go, oh, no, he can I just don't. Uh, that's
1: what goes into all yep. of this evaluation. It's all, it's all about projecting. Yes. And then, obviously, when they come into the NFL, they're not a finished product either. That's where your coaches, hopefully, are the right people who you've put in place who can help develop and yeah. get the most out of them as players as well. I think that there's, there's also the analysis. It's, it's such a detailed process.
2: The movement in the pocket does a guy do it to create throwing lanes, or is he moving in the pocket and finds himself walking in sacks? are his eyes are his eyes up when, when he's, he's eyes down
1: side to side?
2: Because there were a couple of instances too. you know you wouldn't call Brock Purdy the most, the, the most agile quarterback, the yep. most mobile quarterback. but I thought Tony Romo did a nice job on a couple of occasions in the Super Bowl describing how his movement in the pocket created an opportunity for him to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when you evaluate these guys, that's the stuff that that Ryan Polls and all of his guys are looking at, and that's why I think that if you just look, I'm not trying to, to to belittle anybody or tell you you're not smart, but if you're just sitting on your couch on Sundays and you're watching and you don't have access to, you know, knowing why and you don't obviously you're not going to get an opportunity to talk to the coaches, then sure. they can tell you what. It's hard to come to yeah. any strong conclusions. You can make a basic evaluation, but. That's why I would, you know, this is why I say all the time, I'm going to trust the the Bears general manager and his staff to do a thorough investigation of all of these guys. And by that, I don't mean, like, you know, criminal investigation. I mean evaluation of all of them, research it all, Mm -hmm. and then trust that they will have so much more information on all of these guys and explanations for questions that they may have
1: that they'll make a sound decision. And the truth is, I... Am more confident in Ryan Poles because and maybe you could say this is unwarranted, but I'll go back to the fact that he was in Kansas City when they were going through the scouting process on Patrick Mahomes. And while I'm not I'm not telling you that Caleb Williams is going to be as good as Patrick Mahomes, but as they were going through the process, he was doing it with Brett Veach and Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, who we've gone over that, how Matt Nagy was instrumental in helping the Chiefs secure uh, Patrick Mahomes you know, as the guy in the eyes of Andy Reid. So Ryan Poles was in Kansas City during that process. So I'm hopeful that if he decides that this is the year, I think it will be that he's going to go ahead and select his quarterback first overall. He's going to have something, some experience to look back on and say, this is what we saw in Patrick Mahomes. We, we all know about some of the issues he had at Texas Tech. Those are well-documented, right? Yeah. He held on to the ball too long. He threw the ball. He threw a lot of interceptions at Texas Tech. But why? it obviously has yeah, it's, ask worked the question out why. well. Why? Yeah. So, you know, can Caleb Williams be somebody who can be, you know. He
2: was also in Kansas City when, and again, you, you take the good stuff with the bad stuff and you learn from all of it. You learn from the great evaluations and you learn from the mistakes of previous evaluations as well. When 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 Mel told us, Mel Kuiper told us the story about how they tried to trade up the year before for Paxton Lynch yep. and they couldn't get him, and they ultimately settled for Chris Jones, and then they drafted Pat, or, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes the following year. Yes, what what did your group look at with Paxton Lynch that that decide that that you guys decided he was your guy?
1: what did you learn from that mistake Absolutely. with regard to the that
2: evaluation?
1: Yeah, I mean, let's you know, Ryan Poles to this point he's done a lot of good work, and so I have some faith in him. You know, it's it's nice to be in a position as a fan where you trust your general manager a little bit with some of the decisions that he's made, right? I do want to play um, Ian Rappaport, who's going to join us here in about 10 minutes from now, because he said this, uh, he had a story on Saturday that broke, and then on Sunday, um, prior to the Super Bowl on the NFL Network's pregame coverage, he elaborated more on what it would actually take for the Bears to consider trading the number one overall pick.
4: The biggest story of the offseason revolves around the Chicago Bears what are they going to do with the number one overall selection are they going to trade it are they going to trade Justin Fields are they going to take Caleb Williams the USC star here is my understanding after talking to various sources involved in the situation it would take a historic haul a historic haul, something crazy for the Bears to move off of the number one overall selection. And that bit of knowledge contains wide-ranging ramifications. First of all, that is an indication that the Bears, absent some sort of wild draft compensation from someone trying to move up for Caleb Williams, that is a sign that they will likely take a quarterback number one. I know DJ's number one uh, ranked quarterback is Caleb Williams. No surprise, most people around the league view the same thing. That also is an indication that they will likely move on from Justin Field. If that is the case, they should be able to get prime draft pick compensation for their starter for the last three years. Field's really impressed. I know the Bears really like everything that he has done on the field, in the locker room, in the organization. It's just a rare opportunity to make the number one overall selection and take a franchise quarterback, but no doubt. Whatever the Bears do is going to end up being fascinating over the next couple of months.
1: So that was Ian Rappaport
2: on well, the, the NFL Network. Here. So the Bears have become the biggest story in the NFL at the moment.
1: They are on the clock, and, of course, Ian Rappaport is very plugged in. I do think it's interesting. That is done, I, you know, when leaks come out of Hallis, I do believe they're done with intention. And when you listen to Ian Rappaport there, that is Ian Rappaport sending up the the flare signal to the others around the NFL hey if you're really interested yeah, you better in coming Bring you know, the heat yeah don't 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 think you're going to get this done with just a couple of number ones you know it's going to take a lot more than that and in, in particular i think that's ryan Poles' way of sending a message to the commanders who we got the word from Magic Johnson over the weekend that he told Cliff Kingsbury that he was going to do whatever he could to make it happen and try and get Caleb Williams. That is a salvo back from Ryan Pohl saying, listen, don't just come with a couple of number ones. You're going to have to make this well worth my time. If we're going to get any type of, if we're even going to consider a deal. Yeah. I'm interested to hear how Ian,
2: he, he defines historic hall. Yes. Like what would constitute a historic hall? in return for that number one overall selection.
1: Does it start with getting more than what the Bears got last year from the Carolina Panthers? We'll ask Ian Rappaport next, right here on Waddle & Sylvie. Mellor in for Sylvie on ESPN 1000.
0: Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. One,
1: two, three, four, five, six. The football season has officially ended for the 2023 season, but that does not mean... I was just going to ask, we you feel, stopped.
3: do you
2: feel a sense of relief? Do you no, feel a relief. sense Tell of... No no uh, sadness anything sadness a little bit excitement because yes. now the focus is squarely on your Chicago well, Bears and what they will do with the number 1 overall selection and their
1: current quarterback for the Chicago fan base, I yeah. think we've been locked in yeah. for a while now, so I don't think our attention has really changed. Well, it's been but now, a fist fight for weeks. Now we're going to be laser focused on everything Bears because we don't have actual football on the field to talk about yeah. for some time. But that's okay. It is a good spot for Bears fans to be in when your team is on the ascent, and that's really what it feels like they are right now. Um, we we were uh, we got some interesting news from NFL network insider ian rapaport on saturday he had the story about ryan poles looking for a historic haul if he's indeed going to trade that number one overall pick and then of course we heard him talk about it on the nfl network's pregame on super bowl sunday before the game let's bring in ian rapaport right now here on waddle and sylvie meller in for sylvie today ian i do want to get to that bears information but before we do that some takeaways from you regarding the Super Bowl and the Chiefs winning their second, and Patrick Mahomes winning his third. Any uh, remaining thoughts about the Super Bowl?
5: Um, Patrick Mahomes is really good. And <laughs> if you're going to beat him, then you're going to need somebody just like him. I mean, that's, that's my biggest takeaway. 49ers were awesome. Really, really good team. And I think for most of the year, they were you know, probably one of the two most dominant teams, the Ravens. I think probably being the other, nobody would have been surprised if it was a 49ers Ravens Super Bowl. Um, 49ers were awesome and really don't have weakness, right? I mean, on defense, they are tough. They are physical. They really cover. They get turnovers on offense. They run the heck out of the ball. They keep the ball out of harm's way. They make plays that matters. The 49ers have everything you would possibly want except for Patrick Mahomes. And if you are going to win, and if you're especially going to, beat the Chiefs or, you know, get to the top of the mountain in whatever way, then I would say more likely than not, you need a Patrick Mahomes or somebody just like him.
2: Well said. Hey, Ian, what do you make of the players' lack of a firm grasp of the overtime rules with regard to the 49ers? And then also, combined with that, what Shanahan decided to do after winning the toss?
5: Uh, second part first, I sort of disagree with with his decision but I understand why he made it. Like, if you're, if you're having the option, two people are going to get, both teams are going to get possessions possession anyway. But so basically what he was doing is saying, if we're tied, then I'm going to make sure I have the first possession after we're tied. He was basically aiming for the third possession. I would probably say, okay, fine, but if it's the Chiefs and they have Patrick Mahomes, they're probably going to go for two anyway at the second possession, so maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe the tie doesn't matter. But I understand why he did it. I don't think that was a big deal. I also don't really care necessarily that the players did know. Like, yes, it seems embarrassing. And to be completely honest, I also, I mean, I knew the rules, but I didn't know all of the rules. Like, I wasn't 100% sure that the clock would have continued in perpetuity. I was kind of wondering, like, are the Chiefs going to run out of time? And now they wouldn't have, but I didn't know that it was a new format. I just don't know for players that it really matters. Like, a lot of these teams kind of deal with players on a need to know basis. And, like, did any of that affect anything they would do on the field? Like, I'm not really sure. Like, you know, I mean,. Great that the Chiefs were prepared. They're prepared for everything. But, like, that wasn't what determined the games, so I don't really care much about it.
1: Yeah, uh, Ian, I, I completely agree with you in that sense. When someone like Kyle Juszczyk, who obviously is a very smart player, um, and, Harvard when he, grad. Yeah, and when he admits that he didn't even know the rules, I think, to your point, as long as the head coaches and the quarterback know what they need to do in those situations, that's really the, the driving force behind what is going to happen. Do you have. think like, so? like, Does,
5: the, does the, an offensive lineman needing to know, like, exactly how many possessions who cares just block the guy in front of you you'll be fine
2: i was just wondering whether or not uh, you check was going to celebrate in the end zone had they scored a touchdown <laughs> on that first possession without knowing that the chiefs were then going to get <laughs> the ball as well so uh that i'm with you true, though exactly. like there's been a lot of conversation about shanahan and his inability to win a super bowl at this point people forget that it took andy 21 years to win his first but uh I mean, nobody should lose faith in in Kyle Shanahan as a head coach of the National Football League, am I correct?
5: I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the league. The fact that he, quote-unquote, can't win the big one only means to me that he's gotten to the big one. It's extremely hard to win a Super Bowl, and you can only play with what you're dealt, and one team like Patrick Mahomes and one team doesn't. So, you know, is it Kyle's fault that he had the quarterback who wasn't as good? Like, he's involved in personnel, but... If it was very easy to find Patrick Mahomes, then I think more teams would have one, but there's really only one. Um, I don't know. I mean, Kyle's one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that.
1: You can follow him at Rapsheet on Twitter and Instagram. He's the NFL Network's insider. Ian Rapaport, joining us here on ESP 1000. Ian, um, to your what you were intimating about how you may need a quarterback somewhat close to what Patrick Mahomes can do if you're actually going to go out and beat him on the big stage. And that leads us to the question regarding the Bears and where they stand with the number one overall pick. You had the report. We played it yesterday. We even played it today. Just to remind folks, you mentioned that Ryan Ryan (laughs) Poles wants a historical haul if he's going to give up the number one overall pick. What does a historical haul constitute,
5: Ian? Uh, It would be the kind of collection of picks, that would mean you absolutely cannot turn it down. It would be so many picks and with so much value that you have no choice but to say, I'm giving up this franchise quarterback and I'm okay with it. Like, you know, we talked about not having a Patrick Mahomes. The comp for Caleb Williams is Mahomes. Now, Mahomes wasn't a number one pick, but if we would do that draft all over again, obviously he would be. Like, if, if you get one of those guys... You do whatever you can to get it, and you do whatever you can to keep him, right? Like mm-hmm. is and you know Justin Fields is awesome. And I think one thing you're hearing a lot from Bears now on the record, off the record is praise of Justin Fields. He deserves it. He has been excellent, right? Like his improvement as a leader, I think it's he's pretty rock starish as a leader. Players love him. There's everything, everything, everything to like about Justin Fields. He is going to be a very good starter in the NFL. I'm confident of that. That's sort of not what the conversation is, because I think if the Bears had to go into this next year with Justin Fields as their starting quarterback, they're absolutely fine. They're good. It's just, you you have the opportunity to pick number one. It's rare. And either you pick your franchise quarterback and are set up for the next 15 years, or you make someone else give you so ungodly much mm-hmm. that you're set up no matter what happens. And, you know, it's incredible where Ryan Poles and the Bears are right now. It is, you know, unprecedented, basically. They have the opportunity to make sure that they are never in this situation again.
2: Do you have a, a team in mind, Ian, or a thought, a couple of teams that may be most likely to entertain the thought of giving up a historic haul?
5: I mean, a lot of teams. You have, you know, the Commanders, who are at two. You know, Mike Day with Cliff Kingsbury. And, you know, Adam Peters was, was a big part of the Trey Lance trade in San Francisco. Would they come up for the top pick? I'm sure they would. Um, you know, would the Giants at or they had six, right? Um, the Giants, would the Raiders? Um, I'm sure there are a lot of teams that would. You know, but really the question for the Bears is, if you're going to do it, if you're going to give up number one, like last year I think it was pretty clear they were not head over heels in love with Bryce Young, and the draft pick compensation was so much, right. they had to take it. That was an incredible trade. Incredible. Uh, whatever happened to Bryce Young, that was incredible. Um, I think this year, you know, if you have, and I know, you know many teams in the NFL believe Caleb Williams is like special, special, special. Mm-hmm. If you have the opportunity for that, you know, again, it has to be something where you have zero doubt that you are getting so ungodly much that it is okay giving up a franchise quarterback.
1: Ian Rappaport joining us here on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. So if it's going to take a historic haul, maybe some teams won't have the appetite for that. What teams could be potential landing spots for Justin Fields if that's the route that Ryan Poles chooses to go? We've talked a lot about the Steelers as a possibility, Falcons. Are the are the sure. Vegas Raiders still in play now that Luke Getz is the offensive coordinator there? Any other teams you could see Justin Fields being an option for?
5: Uh, first, you mentioned, I would say are definitely options. Um, there's a lot of, you know, we'll see when they do it. The timing's going to be interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, like, everyone thinks the Bucks are going to re-sign Baker Mayfield, okay? Mm-hmm. Probably. What if they don't? There's a spot right there. What if the Vikings say Kirk Cousins? You know what? It's too much now. I don't know if the Bears and Vikings would trade, but there's certainly been plenty of interdivisional trades. The Vikings have done a bunch of them, so you know that would be a lot. But maybe that's maybe that's the way they decide to go. Um, there's a bunch of teams that have quarterbacks that like to resign, and if they don't, or maybe they say, you know what, Fields is Fields is better. Like I'm, I'm not not comparing Justin Fields to Tom Brady, so please, but. Um, <laughs> When everyone thought the Bucks were going to re-sign Jameis Winston, it was obvious they offered him a contract. And then it became clear that they could get Tom Brady. And like, you know what? We're just going to go with that guy. And maybe that's the case. Maybe so someone says, you know what? We can get Justin Fields. We're just not going to re-sign our guy. We're going to go get that guy. So I think it's going to be a really good market. I think the Bears could get a premium, premium pick. You know, second rounder probably at least, maybe more. Um, again, they're in a really good situation of just getting – so many picks almost no matter what they do
2: Ian, do you believe that this is something that if in fact they do pivot and go in that direction and move on from justin that that trade they would want to do it sooner rather than later just to make sure as you're talking that some of the quarterback seats aren't already taken up
5: um yeah if they could get the right price you'd sort of like to do it i mean it doesn't it doesn't. I think for the Bears, because of where they pick in the draft, it doesn't really matter when they do it. Right. It really matters if you set a value and you get what you want. Like if you're, like, I guess what, what I'm saying is, I don't think it's going to be a situation where the Bears get to April first and go, "Oh man, we just can't get rid of Fields." Like they will be able to trade him no matter what, and someone is going to be willing to pay. It's Just a matter of maximizing that price, which is you know very challenging. But if you have you know, probably the best free agent slash trade lottery ticket, just given age, athleticism, you know, improving. Like, then it almost doesn't matter when you do it.
1: Ian Rappaport joining us here in Waddle and Sylvie Miller. And for Sylvie today, Ian, we've talked a lot about a second round plus being the mm-hmm. potential compensation that the Bears would need to move off of the, or to trade away Fields. There's also been the idea that he could garner a first round pick. I'm curious if you think. A a conditional first round pick, similar to the way the Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers last year, even though they only had to give up a second round pick to the Packers because he didn't meet the number of uh, the percentage of snaps. Is that a possibility for Ryan Poles, where he would maybe get a first round pick, but it would be a year later? Do you think?
5: Um, possible. Yeah. I mean, well, if you're talking, let's say the options are a second round pick now or a first round pick a year later, Mm -hmm. value wise, that's basically the same. Yeah. You know, like, that's just, which would you prefer? And maybe he says, you know what, i just like to spread this out a little bit and get a one next year instead of a two this year. Like, that's the same value. It to me, it doesn't matter. You know, the way you get a one is if two teams want them. And the way you you know, get a one is if you have a bidding war. And if two teams say, this is the only chance I have at quarterback, then maybe he, maybe he could get a one. Now, I think that probably happens less than most people think. You know, it's like in free agency, if you have a Really, really, really coveted free agent. I mean, like, top of the market free agent who everybody wants, then you have three teams. Most people have two, maybe. The reality is, a lot of free agents just have one. One person is willing to pay the price, and then you do the best deal you can. That's what it's like in trades, too. Like, if the Bears have two, they're golden. Yeah. That's, you know, otherwise, they say, this is our price for whoever wants it, and if you don't meet it, then we'll just keep them until.
2: But you're confident now that the consensus around the NFL, and again, a lot can change, and interviews have to happen and everything else. But the majority of the National Football League personnel people are pretty sold on Caleb Williams being a a difference-making quarterback in the in the league.
5: Oh yeah, yep. Now there's other things you got to get comfortable with. Sure. You know, Um, you know all the rumors about him not wanting to to Chicago and like, you know, I know his dad is very outspoken. Like, there's definitely some things. Town wise, like everybody believes he's special,
2: and and you believe that you know if you, I'm sure you left Vegas already, but if you were to go back and place a bet that that the Bears will stick with number one overall, and ultimately when this draft comes and goes, they will select Caleb Williams. If you had to make a play,
5: I will not be making a bet because that is against the rules of my company. Okay, um, same reason I did not gamble one bit in Vegas. Uh, however. Um, <laughs> I would say, most likely now, I would say they probably make the pick. Okay. Um, And it's probably Caleb Williams. Now, again, like, if it's a, you know, if the commanders offer them, you know, swap picks and two ones to move one spot, I don't even, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's Mm. the problem. It's like, I can come up with all the different value and say, well, two to one, that's not that far, but that's not actually the question. Like, we're talking picks. The question is really, what would it take? You to give up on Cale Williams, I know you're going to be okay with that. And even from two to one, it might be more than that. Like that's so. Yeah. To answer your question, my guess right now is they stick with one and make the pick.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Ian Rappaport joining us here for another moment here on ESPN 1000. Ian, um, free agency for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got a couple of big guys in Chris Jones and the of Sneed, who both are going to be available, or at least they have the potential. Franchise tag obviously could be used on Sneed. Chris Jones, what do you think ultimately um, it's going to look like? Does, does he end up back in Kansas City, or will he be someone that Ryan Poles and the Bears could potentially pursue in free agency?
5: Uh, yeah, Sneed is a franchise tag candidate. Um, you know, usually keep very good players, homegrown players. So I think that makes sense there. Um, Chris Jones is difficult because you can't tag him. I mean, you can, but you're not going to tag him at that absurdity. You know, be like mm-hmm. 30 32 something, or something, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to tag him. Um, I don't know what his future holds. Um, he is an excellent player. He probably had you know held out, showed up maybe in people like, oh, what kind of shape he's in. And he actually was better this year than he was previous years. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a great player. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody could definitely make a run at him. Polls would make sense. Um, and I think, you know, the really good teams build from offensive line and defensive lines. If you look at, where Ryan Poles has allocated resources, like, that's where, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes sense I mean, First-round tackle, you trade for Montez Sweat. It was, you know, people can – a lot of people asked about that trade. I remember I got made fun of for talking about how smart it was. Looks pretty smart now, yeah. you know? Um, especially when you consider they probably get that two back if they trade Justin Fields right. anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, Bears still have some money. They still are probably not going to have a quarterback they're going to have to pay, like – yeah, I would think that would be a potential landing spot, sure.
1: Interesting times here in Chicago, for sure. Good stuff, Ian.
5: We appreciate
1: great. the insight, my man. We uh, And thanks for hopping in and joining us today.
5: Thanks, Ian. Absolutely. Good talking to you guys. Take care.
1: Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. You can always follow him on Twitter and Instagram. He's at Rapsheet, of course, joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto do Hotline. Do you, you put any, any
2: energy into thinking that if, in fact, the Bears do receive an offer that's you know, meets their price or... It's too much to refuse that they, if they dropped back oh. to two and they would be okay with drafting Drake May. For the historical. Like, haul. I don't know where they're at. I mean, there's no way of, uh, like, I have no insight into sure. knowing what they feel inside their you know, their front office.
1: Let's explore that a little bit. We'll go through that uh, hypothetical of what it could potentially look like if uh, Ryan Poles were to consider the historical hall that Ian Rappaport just outlined for us here on Waddle & Sylvie on ESPN 1000.
0: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle & Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000.
2: What'd you learn from rap? I think what we learned from rap. I, is, first of all, I learned from rap that he doesn't gamble. It's not he's he's not allowed to. contractually allowed, work. He can't
1: even venture down uttering where he would place yeah, his money. And I wasn't money. suggesting that no, he no, was yeah, a wild gambler in Vegas. I was just—it's
2: a clever way of trying old, to ask a question. Yeah, the old, the old, hey, radio. if you had to put your money down on this,
1: would you do that? I think what you know—the takeaway for me here is that it really seems like. Unless something drastic happens, and this, that could be one of two things, the Bears are likely to select Caleb Williams. Uh, what, I, uh, this is what I'm
2: thinking too, Jeff. What is it that
1: would be the icing
2: on the cake of the cherry on top of the Sunday that would actually make that decision for Ryan Poles? Because yeah. it's not just going to be, all right, we're going to flip one to two, give you this, and I, I can't... So. I can't imagine that the the commanders and I may be wrong. I may be in you know the minority here with this thought.
1: I can see them giving you next year's number or mm-hmm. first round pick two years out. I see. I went here. I want to un- unpack that. We can go through some of the biggest trade halls in NFL history. I've got a few of them that are routinely regarded as the biggest heists. Okay. In NFL history, because that's what he was suggesting. And think, it's got to be a heist. Yeah, and I think honestly. It, this the the deal that Ryan Poles made last year with the Panthers is kind of the starting point, like, like like the That's the floor, and I'm not sure what that a team that's picking one spot behind you, second overall, would have the appetite to make that deal. That's a lot. Yeah, I don't so, know how
2: they feel about Drake May. I'd be interested to hear what our guys think about Drake May. Absolutely. Would you? Do you have them? Because pre- I know the last. Draft grade I've seen on these guys, and, and usually there's not a huge discrepancy between mm-hmm. the top two guys. Like one's ninety five, one's ninety four. Yeah, what is their grade
4: yeah. up at Hallis
2: Hall on each of these guys? It's a great Would question. Would they be willing? Do are they kind of indifferent with? Yeah, we really like Caleb Williams, but we really like Drake May too. He's a really athletic guy. Mm-hmm. He's big.
4: You yeah. know, he's, he, he's
2: bigger than Caleb Williams. You know, I mean, I, look, I'm not trying to sell you on Drake May. I'm sure. just asking the yeah. question. How do they feel, and would that propel them to maybe make a trade if, in fact, they're ambivalent to one or the other? I don't think that will be the case, mm-hmm. but that's that's a more likely scenario, I think, than what some have floated. And even Shefty said it all. They've had a conversation about drafting yes. Caleb Williams and keeping Justin. Of all of the the three options, keeping Justin and trading the pick, trading Justin, keeping the pick, making the pick, and keeping Justin – I personally think the door number three would be the least likely door they would
1: walk through. So let's also dis- explore that, because he doubled down on that today, um, earlier this morning. And so we'll play you that, along with uh, the discussion on what exactly a historic hall would constitute. We'll do all that right here on Waddle and Sylvie Mellor. And for Sylvie on ESPN 1000.